things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week 10 of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Mike. Sean is not going to be able to join us today. Um, actually, we're recording. I'm recording on Thursday. We've been kind of holding off. I, I had a bad cold, and Sean got uh, really waylaid with the flu. So, uh, you know, that kind where you can't really even stay up, if you know what I mean. So I'm going to do a quick one. <clears throat> I was hoping, excuse me, I'm sorry, I apologize ahead of time about the the clearing my throat stuff, but uh, I want to just knock one out here quick so we can uh, put one up there. We appreciate you um uh, listening in, and it's just you and me today, okay? Um, well, the Packers lose to the Steelers 19-23, to so now they are 3-6. We're going to take on the Chargers in Green Bay this Saturday at noon. It was, uh, <clears throat> it really, it was a game that looked like the Packers should have or could have won, and it played like the, the young team they are, and they lost. So the Packers are now 1-4 in games decided by four points or fewer. And, uh, gosh, it just that there's so many mistakes. And, unfortunately, it wasn't mistakes just by our youngins either. I mean, Aaron Jones did not have a great game. From SI.com, <clears throat> it, was it Jones's fault the Packers lost? Of course not. The defense gave up 205 rushing yards. Ouch. We'll touch more on that later. Missed about 15 tackles. Flubbed a potential pick six by Devondre Campbell. The offense was a dreadful one for five in the red zone. The special teams allowed a blocked extra point. The Packers only would have needed a field goal for the final two drives. So there's mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. And that's everybody know you're a pack, you're a fan of football. You get it. You understand that that's what happens. If you keep making these mistakes, it was the penalties, and now it's not catching the balls and missing extra points. Um, and that was the, the guy who blocked that extra point was untouched. Don't know. Okay. Um, let's take a look here. Love tried to win the game a couple of times with throws to Watson at the end of the game. Man, does he have tunnel vision when it comes to Watson. He was interception, intercepted both times near the goal. I'm going to take a quick peek here. Oh, yeah, we're still recording. All right, thank you. One of those things I can do when uh, Sean would be talking, but hope you're feeling better, buddy. Um, <clears throat> it seems like it's the Love-Watson affair. Love targeted Watson seven times on Sunday. They connected on just two of them for 23 yards. Watson, now this is an interesting stat. I saw it on uh, ESPN. Watson has caught just 42% of his passes this season which at the end of the game we just had left him with the lowest catch rate among the 126 players who had at least 30 targets this season. 42% the lowest. 
Yeah. Maybe look for somebody else. Just a thought. <clears throat> Rookie receivers, Jaden Reed and Wicks and tight end Musgrave combined for 10 receptions for 199 yards. Reed scored a 35-yard touchdown in the second quarter. Musgrave had a 36-yard catch on a drive that led to the go-ahead field goal in the third quarter. And then Wicks, 32-yarder, put the Packers in position for the go-ahead touchdown with about four minutes to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, as we mentioned, the defense allowed over 200 rushing yards for the third time this season. We can complain all we want, but Barry's scheme is what Lafleur wants. I mean, it has to be. There's Is there any other explanation for this? Because if he wasn't doing what Lafleur wanted, he would have gotten rid of him, right? They, they rolled these soft coverages, and predictably, they come up with bad results on a weekly basis. And I really got to point it at Lafleur, even if uh, Barry's calling the plays in the booth. And he, uh, just to add insult to injury, Lafleur's recent comments seem to back that up. He says he sees no problem with the play calls on defense. <sighs> Man, that's frustrating. Sippy sip water, ice water. <clears throat> Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick look here at um, the quarterback situation. Jordan Love finished with a rating of seventy-one point eight, two hundred and eighty-nine yards. He was twenty-one for forty, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Kenny Pickett. Whoa, hang on here. Right here. This is what I love about muting everything ahead of time and then uh, websites say, no, you really want to hear this. So we're going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to turn on my speakers. Normally I would have my speakers on so I could hear Sean as we were talking back and forth. But if you want to be jerks, I'm going to deal with you. Um, Kenny Pickett, 14 to 23. Quarterback rating of 75.6. He had zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. A.J. Dillon had a pretty good game. He finished with nine carries and 70 yards, so that was 7.8 average. He had that really nice long run of 40 yards. Aaron Jones finished with 13 rushes, 35. Not a good game again. And then Jordan had a couple of carries. Um, let's see. The receiving for the Packers. Um, Reed. Had 84 yards mentioned, Musgrave 64, uh, Wicks 51, Dubs had 31, Christian Watson 23, as we mentioned. Aaron Jones had uh, four receptions for 19 yards, a couple of drops as well. Uh, A.J. Dillon had one catch, and Kraft had one for six. Uh, let's see, fumbles. Jaden Reed had one, and uh, Wicks had one. Aaron Jones had one. Nope, I'm sorry. Take that back. He uh, he re he recovered one. Did not have one. There were no fumbles for Pittsburgh. You kind of seen the trend here. There were no picks. There were no fumbles for Pittsburgh. We had a missed field goal. Just just thought I'd ask. Uh, Rudy Ford, nice nice game. Ten tackles, seven solo. Uh, McDuffie, same thing. Um, Jonathan Owens, eight for seven. Eight tackles, seven solo, and those were your, your highlighters of that. T.J. Watt for Pittsburgh, he had uh, his usual sack and uh, eight tackles for seven leading Pittsburgh. Mm, 
I think I think that's probably pretty good. We really don't want to talk about the interception at the end of the game, do we? Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> we did see some good running back from uh, Keyson Nixon. Five of them for 139 yards, 27.8 average on kick returns. Not so great on the punt returns. He only had one um, for 12 yards. And uh, kicking Andas Carlson. Two for two on field goals. Longest was 31. And extra point he missed. One that really hurt us at the end of the game. Okay. Going on that. Before I get into the scores here quickly, um, I would like to say that it just kind of, I had a little extra time because uh, waiting to see if we're going to be able to record this together. But I was thinking about this season and Sean and I have talked about this before, but kind of looking at the whole picture from that 10,000 foot view, um, I kind of feel like we're going to have a good team next year. I don't know how good. Um, I know a lot of fans want it all every year. I mean, like the Super Bowl trophy every year. And if we don't get it, fire everybody, change out the team, bring in somebody new. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. But, you know, it, it's just not going to happen no matter how talented we are. If we have the best coaches in the NFL, it does get tiresome to hear fans complain about the picks at a, our GM and everything on and on and on. Yes, we, we're, we're spoiled. But come on, we're, we're starting over here. And just remember, whether it was Favre or Rogers, and we were killing it, people were still complaining. Yes, yes, really they were. Uh, let's take a look here. Let me sneak a peek one more time. We are at about, uh, yeah, cool. Timing is going well. I tried to, let me refresh this again. I brought up the um, the injury report. They haven't updated yet. Normally, if I in my head a little bit, maybe it's... 4 o'clock Central, they do it, but just so I'm not going to really go through the injury report because I got Wednesdays, but they, they smudge them. They smudge them. I tell you, smudge. So moving on for the scores. I don't remember what Sean and I picked, but I'll uh, look through them pretty quickly. I know the, the big games. <clears throat> Thursday night, it was the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the Bears over the Panthers, and we had the Browns over the Ravens. The biggest thing about that, besides being kind of a surprise win for the Browns, was that their quarterback's out for the remainder of the year with a shoulder injury. So bye-bye, Watson. Uh, moving on. Boy, the 49ers seem like they got things tuned up. They really beat up on the Jaguars, 34-3. to so, um, That uh, Dreamland quarterback for the Vikings wins another one, 27-19. Vikings are now 6-4. and four. So that's uh, that's not bad at all. And moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Our, our team that we're playing Sunday in Lambeau, the team we're playing against, the Chargers, lost to the Lions 41-38. to Lots of knee biters for the Lions. <laughs> that's what uh, won it for them. Cowboys had an easy win over the uh, the Giants. Oh, my gosh, the Giants. 49-17, to Cowboys. Um, let's see, anything else sticking out? The Raiders won two in a row with their new interim head coach. <clears throat> and let's see, my screen just jumped down. Fun. And to wrap it up, Broncos and 
Bills, Monday Night Football. Broncos win 24 to 22. Did you hear about that? The Bills game where the the Bills go to kick uh no, excuse me, the Broncos go to kick a field goal to win the game. And the ball goes I don't know, it's wide. They don't get it. But the Bills were struggling to get their kicking team on. And so they had too many players on the field. So the Broncos got a second chance, and they hit it. And so they they win the game. Big, big game. Uh, The Bills are not the same team they were last year. Let's take a look at coming up this week. we got really a must game for the Bengals taking on the Ravens. That's going to be tonight. So you'll know the the score of that game when you hear this podcast. Um, Bears against the Lions. Easy for the Lions. I told you about the Packers and Chargers Monday at Lambeau. We got... um, That'll be interesting. Raiders at Dolphins. Raiders 5-5. Dolphins 6-3. And Raiders have starting to pick up some momentum. Dolphins have been kind of... Every once in a while, they just kind of seem to lay an egg. So we'll see on that. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and then, trying to get to the the Sunday night game is the Vikings against the Broncos. Sure, like to see the Broncos pull off another win. And the Monday night game. This is this is one of those games you usually see in the playoffs. Eight one Eagles at KC. To take on the seven and two Chiefs, hmm, <laughs> that should be fun. All right, that is all I got for you, kids. Uh, appreciate you putting up with the uh, abbreviated podcast, and I know you typically listen for the good-looking one, Sean. But and let's all hope he uh, he starts feeling better here pretty quick. So, until next week, go pack, go. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!